0: to Recipes for Success with me Heather Thompson. As a strategic career coach, mentor, author, podcaster and speaker, I help unfulfilled women discover their true career potential. Recipes for Success is a podcast celebrating diverse women defining success on their own terms. Success is a personal journey, however by coming together we can unlock the tools, inspiration and support needed to create our own unique path to success. Whether you're seeking guidance in your career, personal development or simply looking for motivation, Recipes for Success is here to give you food for thought. Tune in and be inspired to create your own Recipe for Success. Family focused, naturally optimistic, born problem solver and champion tennis player. Today's guest on Recipes for Success is the fabulous Cara Hearn. Testament to her versatility and determination, Cara has walked her own career path and along the way built up robust experience across operations, product management, professional services, customer success, learning and development and sales. Being a self-driven and results oriented individual has led to considerable success for Cara in her corporate roles. Achieving global recognition awards and promotions in some of the world's biggest technology companies, including HubSpot, Oracle, Intercom and Citrix. A lifelong learner, Cara is inquisitive by nature, always embracing fresh perspectives. Her generosity in sharing knowledge with colleagues through mentorship and collaboration is a hallmark of her character. Cara makes it her business to show up prepared, credible and resourceful and this has served her well as a recipe for success throughout her entire professional career. Reuniting with Cara for this podcast evokes memories of our many interesting conversations during our HubSpot days. Now we're excited to share our chats with you, our wonderful listener. We chatted not only about personal success but also the importance of collective success and how wanting to see others do well is so powerful. Cara underscores the value of extending support, mentoring and answering queries to facilitate growth in others. For Cara, successful leadership hinges on traits like openness, respect and empathy with support being the secret weapon to help others thrive. In this episode, we explore career pivots, work-life integration, female career paths and how you can propel yourself towards your goals by focusing on leading and lagging activities alongside setting yourself some wigs, wildly important goals. Before we begin the conversation, a quick reminder, I'm currently offering a 50% launch discount on my career coaching packages. Book and pay before September 8, 2023, for sessions until December 31st, 2023. Check the show notes for the secret discount link. Don't miss out, T's and C's apply. Now, let's jump into the main event, an exciting conversation with my incredible guest, Cara. Hello listeners and you're very welcome back to another episode of Recipes for Success. Joining me today is one of my wonderful former colleagues and now friend, the fabulous Cara Hearn. Cara and I have had so many amazing conversations, inspiring, thought-provoking, raw, honest and real and I have no doubt that this is going to be another one of them. Cara, you are so welcome to Recipes for Success.
1: Thanks, Heather. Uh I, I love that. Um you're you're so right. And I'm again like you, really looking forward uh to this conversation. Uh amazing.
0: I so I introduced you uh briefly in your bio, Cara, but I think it would be you know great for our leaders or our listeners to get a little bit more context. Maybe you could tell us about maybe some of the most defining moments that you've experienced either in your professional or personal life over, say the last five to ten years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um well I'll probably go back to maybe the last 17 years yeah, that's because I think okay. <laughs> probably one of the the most important uh roles that I've I've had to date and and the one that brings me um probably the most amount of joy and pain uh, in equal measures is the the joy of parenthood. So uh, I'm a mom of two and I always kind of start you know any conversations, you know whether it's a personal or professional environment. I always kind of start with that because I think that that's been a moment that has you know really um, helped define me. And um, so yeah, so I'm a mom and I'm I'm also um, a partner to to Derek, and yeah, I, I think that. You know, for me, I I've always you know worked in tech environment as well, which is how Heather we we met and and became colleagues and and then ultimately friends. Yeah, I've um, been working, I suppose, since I was kind of in my early twenties after college. Um, did a little bit of traveling. Um, And then, as I mentioned, entered the the tech world about 18 years ago, have worked in various different companies and various different roles as well, which I think has helped me kind of evolve in my uh, professional life. And yeah, I'm now at a stage in life where, you know, I'm kind of looking at, you know, I suppose, and reflecting. So this is a, a really great time for us to have this conversation you know a time of kind of reflection you know what are my goals for the next you know couple of years um as I enter you know what I kind of think is the next stage of of my career um development because I think going back to what I mentioned at the, the top of at the conversation I'm kind of coming out of that stage of of um parenthood where I have a little bit more time now um a little bit more me time as well so that that's really where I'm at right now um and that's I suppose a little bit about me. Well, thank
0: thank you so much for for sharing that. I'm unsurprised that you led off like by you know talking about your family because I know that they're yeah. they're so incredibly important to you. And it it was something actually when we worked together that I always felt really strongly from you, Kara, is that you never just cared about like your individual success. Yes, that mattered to you, but you were also like very. Um, mindful of like collective success. Um, so whether that's the mm-hmm. success of your family, but also in a team environment, it blew my mind when you used to come to me and you would have hit your targets and you used to be like, Heather, where's your targets at? Like, can I help you? Yeah. Like, I had never experienced that in a management role. So why why is that kind of collective success something that's always like so kind of important for you?
1: Yeah I I think that um and that's by the way so nice of you to say that um Heather um and I will preference it by saying that for me you know it's always been when when I ask people how can I help you it's out of respect um I have you know huge respect for people that give respect to others and i I you know, that was something that you as a manager always, you know, I always felt that we were very much supported. Um, And I always think that, you know, giving back was um, my way, I think, of thanking you um, for, for how supported I felt. You know, I'm very empathetic. And I think that that's um, one of my, I I think it's a very positive trait. And so I think that's why I always gravitated towards customer success, because for me, you know, my individual success is is one thing and it's great. But I get a lot of, you know, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of seeing, you know. Companies grow and and become successful or people grow and become successful. And you know if I've had any part of that, I, I get a great buzz out of that. Being a good customer success manager, there's so many different facets to it, but I think for me the most important thing is you know being empathetic and you know understanding for me anyway my customers' business or individual businesses and really helping to to see them you know succeed.
0: I love that. I think, like what you're saying, is like you're sort of getting the benefit. Like when they succeed, like you feel that too. So, like there's there's a ben like that's a feel good factor. Like there's a benefit there. And for any of our listeners that aren't familiar with the term customer success, so both myself and Kara have experience in that particular discipline within corporate. It's essentially where if someone has bought a particular product or service the customer success are responsible for trying to make sure that they get the most out of it like they know how to use it well and they're getting the outcomes or results that they hoped to get when they signed up so just if any of our listeners are not familiar with the term that's what it is so it's very echoing what you're saying Kara. it's about wanting people to succeed and helping them to to do that you mentioned about goals and I'm glad that you did because one of the things that I always remember for her conversation, yeah, I know what you're going to say.
1: Wigs. You're going to say, yeah, wigs. wigs
0: and not uh, Cara and I were chatting about hair before we clicked yeah, on yeah. the card, but I, I don't mean that type of wigs. Do you want to tell I our listeners you. what yeah, wigs yeah. are? Yeah, that
1: I, I better clear that one or clarify that one. Yeah, so this was something we talked about a lot. So, wigs, um, it's wildly important goals, it's an acronym and it comes from. The uh, Four Disciplines of Execution um, by Sean Covey. The way I kind of look at it, Heather, is I, I have so many ideas, but I don't have enough time. So um, I have to be very disciplined um, with myself around the goals that I set. So I create these wigs, wildly uh, important goals. And what I do around these are I, you know, first of all, I identify the goal. I, and it, it's very specific, it's, it's not like a, you know, a list of things to do or it's a specific goal. So like to give you an example, one of the wigs that I would have had when we were working together was to hit my target um, at the end of the um, fiscal year and to grow on that as well. So, you know, when I'm looking at the, my wigs, there is obviously, you know, a, a couple of things that you have to look at. You have to identify them. Um, what they are and um, then you also have to look at okay so where are you right now in terms of the the goal setting and um, then you have to look at you know where do you want to be and, and how long is that going to take and then you obviously I, I create um, it's almost like a virtual uh, scoreboard for me say for example with that particular wig that I spoke about hitting my targets that would be very much a month-on-month um, scoreboard that I would be looking at as you know, I'm I'm very uh, results driven. I love to visually see it. You know where it is. You know for me, um, you know it. it that was part of that that kind of score keeping. I love that, and
0: it, like it is. With goal setting, I think it's really dependent on the individual. It's a bit like learning, isn't it, right? Like what suits one person may not necessarily suit another. You sort of have to, you're saying I'm very visual. So having a visual scorecard works for other people. It could be a vision board. It could be something written in a journal. It's all about kind of finding what works for you. I think why I like the concept of wigs over, I suppose you hear a lot of about smart goal setting, and everyone probably knows that acronym, yeah. is there was a little bit more audacity in them. And I always remember something that you said to me, you were like, Heather, like you should write a book. Yes. And I was like, I have never had that thought. And I think I just started blogging, I just thought tar- and it's because I wouldn't have ever dared to dream that big. And f- when you started talking about these wigs, these wildly important goals, like I started to think bigger. I started mm-hmm. to dream bigger. Like I started to not only have smart goals, but I had these like audacious yeah.
1: goals. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and they really, because I I love the word wildly yes. in the wigs yeah. acronym. Because like for me, like when we think of wildly, it's like, you know, big it's like you know your wildest dreams it's your wildest dreams exactly and although hitting your target mightn't be that kind of cool or you know exciting that for me was was you know really important at that particular time in my life and we were hit by COVID I made this wig before COVID you know, just like it, it was one of those things I had, you know, just kind of come into my role. I, you know, wanted to make an impact. Um, yes. and, and so I set this for myself and then COVID hit, right? So I had to pivot and change really quickly on, on you know, um, how was I going to achieve this this wig? Now, if I hadn't defined that and I hadn't set it out, yes, the chances are that I would have just... I would have looked at COVID and thought, okay, you know, all bets off, nothing's gonna happen here. This is impossible, you know, um, let's just keep going month by month and seeing how things go. But because I had, and the other thing is I'm, I'm very stubborn. So there was no way that I I was determined, (laughs) determined. There was no way that I was letting go of that. And I don't know if you remember Heather, but at the end of that, you know, physical year, I I hit my target, and I also remember I got the there was global. like an award for the glo- yeah for the global revenue retention, yes. um and I I think hit maybe one hundred and seventy eight percent on the on one hundred and sixteen target at the last hurdle, which was the last three months of that year, and so for me, like that's success, you yeah. know, but it was built from this wildly important goal that i had created at the very beginning um of my journey i I love that
0: because i kind of hear two things there it's like what might sound like a straightforward goal depending on what's happening in their world or your world might not actually be as simple as it sounds i I suppose it's like do you know maybe if you have an exercise for 10 years and you sign up to two exercise classes a week. For someone that might sound like nothing, but if it it depends on the context, doesn't it?
1: Totally. And and I love that you bring that up because I often think about that when I think about the, you know, disciplines that you have to have. And we look at the lead and and the lag. And, you know, that being yes. the like if you're looking at, you know, and I hate to say I, I don't like talking about weight or I I like talking about exercise about you know like your your health movement and and just feeling better within yourself because it's all kind of connected your physical and your mental health but I think that you know if you look at that you know if you kind of like if you do 10 minutes on a treadmill every twice a week and then all of a sudden you look and and like within a month you're actually able to do 15 minutes without even thinking about it so you know and again that's part of like the the lag that you know it's the all the work that you've put in has resulted in being able to go you know that extra five minutes you're
0: saying like you're very outcome you're very results driven like outcome focused and I think where sometimes that can throw people off is like like COVID, right? Like something happens that's outside of your control. But you're so right. It's this concept of leading and lagging. And I used to talk a lot about this in a corporate sense and customer success as well. Yeah. So like your lag is the end result. So in Kara's example, it's to like the weight. So yeah. like how much you weigh. But the leading indicators are the activity like doing the two it could be drinking more water yeah. mm-hmm. it could be you know whatever it is and it's when when the world is sort of getting away from you or out of your control it's all about focus on those leading activities
1: isn't it yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm totally it's about you know I, I think I mentioned earlier like having to pivot when COVID hit but you know still having to have the the same kind of fundamental you know to do list so engagement with customers you know all the things that help you achieve your yes. your target they remain the same but you just have to change you know how your engagement is with your customer say for example um in the customer success case like how your engagement looks like is it does it become a more honest and raw conversation with your customer because there is an elephant in the room you know so do we do how do we address it how do we support our customer through that time so that they remain a customer they also see some kind of success so your your you know to-do list remains the same it's just how you approach it
0: I I like that and I think that's way more empowering isn't Mm. it because it, you know, you can bring that back into your circle of control because, you know, you can control the types of conversations you're having and trying to have like slightly different conversations to suit the context that, that are more meaningful. Like you use the word pivot there. And while it always makes me think of that episode of Friends uh, with Ross shouting pivot, I think it's it's actually like becoming like really important, I think, in terms of careers, because you and know, I've been in corporate tech for a long time, so like you're kind of trained to see careers as a ladder that there's this very defined promotion mm-hmm. path. But I I don't know if that's personally been my experience. Like I think sometimes my career has been a bit of a spiral, and I've kind of come back around by things. And I've always really enjoyed that because I've seen the progress maybe that I've made. In that time, but like you obviously made the pivot from you know being in an organization for like eleven years to kind of going into like a more modern tech company. Then you made the pivot into success and then into sales. How beneficial, I suppose, has it that ability to pivot throughout your career, Kara? Like, how's that played out for you?
1: Yeah, it's funny, and you know something. I'm going to say something maybe a little bit uh, controversial, but. I actually don't really like the word career. Sometimes it kind of, you know, gives me a bit of a, the ick, is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The the young people say now. Um, I I much prefer to um, refer to it as my work life. Yeah. Because I think we talk about our personal life. Yeah. So I like to refer to it as my work life because I, I feel that, you know, and particularly like as a parent that, you know and a woman sometimes you know we're really hard on ourselves when we use the word career or when we reference career because everything you know is you know in my opinion um and from what i've experienced in life and as you say coming from a you know a more kind of you know um I, i worked in oracle for 11 years and and great uh, 11 years of my life where I you know I, I had both of my kids and was very very much supported by the company but I always felt that there was the discussions with women were do you have your career and then have kids or do you have your career develops or your career and then you know or have kids and then develop your career. It was always like when we spoke about career that I always kind of felt it was like a very negative thing. You know, how, how do I build my career? What do I need to do? Whereas I kind of think when we talk about work life, it's, it's just a little bit more kind of organic. It's a little bit more freeing. You know, how does my work life fit into my personal life? You know, How I I think there's important things to if you are thinking about starting a family is like will I be supported in in the company? Like you know, do they have a good policy um around supporting parents?
0: Yeah, no, I, I I hear what you're saying. It's sort of like by kind of using the term work life, it feels sort of more integrated. I would agree with that. Like you know, when people talk about like work life balance, like it's sort of like what you're saying, right? It's like one is one thing and one is another thing. But whereas if you're talking about integration, like it's all about like how do the various pieces sort of fit together? And I'm really glad that you're bringing up kind of, you know, some of the major challenges, like challenges, I suppose, that people can experience in their working life around parenthood and then, you know, being a woman in some of these environments. I remember when we worked together, like you mentioned, it was during COVID and obviously you were, you were homeschooling. I don't have children myself and I remember being really mindful about like what support did you need and like wanting to, it's the empathy piece that you talked about as well, trying to put myself in your shoes, you know, so for example, if you, you know, you had to kind of jump off for Mm -hmm. some reason, that there was no judgment around that, but at the same time, I didn't want to put more burden Mm -hmm. on you because you were already, like going through enough. So it like I think it was a really it was a really good learning experience for me mm-hmm. as a leader, actually, to understand like how can I show up for my team member and support them, even though I might not have that exact lived experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I remember us having a conversation and I remember both of us being really open about, you know. Obviously, you know what I was going through during COVID with homeschooling, and also, you know, my parents—they were both over seventy—and um, had to to really cocoon. And um, so, having to kind Jim of Jim and I can't remember that. your mum's G- name. Jim, Jim and Barbara. Yeah. Jim and Barbara. Bob, yeah, Jim and Bob's. Yeah, great memory. Yeah, so so there was a lot going on, but I remember. In one of our conversations, Heather, you saying to me, and, and this has always stuck with me, um, give me as much information as you're comfortable sharing, because what it meant for you was that if I gave you the information, so for example, Heather, you know, between nine and 10, I'm going to be setting Tom and my son up for homeschooling because it was all on Zoom, so I won't be available. And, and so... Like having that conversation with you and, and and sharing obviously a little bit more, it meant that, as you used to always say, if I had to call you or text you because something came up, you knew the picture. So you didn't have to ask any questions and I didn't have to go into any great detail. So it was great for me to be able to just yeah. send you a quick text and you knew the full context. And then for you being able to say, oh, yeah, we discussed this. I, I know what she's going through and I know probably how long it will take. And, and yeah. I, as you said, I, I know what she's going through. So I'll, I'll leave that, you know, for for another day, maybe if there was a conversation. So I think that's really important, Um, you know, getting inside kind of almost getting inside people's heads, as you say, and, and understanding what's going on. Um, and I think in general, Heather, that's a really great trait to have, not just for management. Um, because I think it allows us to become more empathetic yeah. to what people are going through. Yeah, I so agree. And
0: I know it's become quite cliched, like, you know, that what's that phrase like in a world where you can be anything, be kind and that sort of concept of be kind because you don't know what someone is going through. But it's so true, like do you know like often like people are going through yeah. stuff, and for to your point, like how much someone shares is their own choice, you know, and it's yes. like in the workplace it's trying to find that balance between obviously your responsibility to do your role and be mm-hmm. present and available, while like you said, there's not this like super defined split between your personal and professional life yeah you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah and and sometimes I think we make that mistake Heather mm. of you know um defining that split and and being very you know which okay well we're now on in work so we we have to kind of become our work persona and yes. now we're in our personal life so we're we've got our personal life persona um going on I I think that you know you can't be successful unless, you know, you have a merge, you know, of both those lives. Um, so I think it's, it's so important. Um, and and I think, you know, talking about success, I think to be successful, um, in your work life, you, you have to be somewhat open. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, if you're going through something, you know, making people aware of it is, is just so important
0: yeah i i love that that call out and even when you're saying open i think it can even be like open to to new ideas like something yeah. we talked a lot about was was gross and i i actually i'm not i i'm i don't actively consume the news but I happen to catch a clip maybe last week or something, and it was talking about, like, while the stats in Ireland are very good for people who go to university, we're very poor on lifelong learning. So people might do, like, something straight out of school, but tend not to do much more. And I know you have two diplomas, one in, like, L&D and one in management. How how is that sort of openness to new ideas and and learning that lifelong lifelong learning impacted your ability to continue to to be successful in, in life
1: yeah it's funny you know the the older I get the more I want to learn which is ironic mm. right because you know you kind of think like the, I, I would have always thought the older you get, the more you kind of sit back and go, you know, just kind of now. Yeah, enjoy. your world gets smaller. <laughs> like your like, world gets you know? smaller. Uh, whereas it it's now become like the complete opposite for me. I, you know, I feel it's it's so important for me to keep learning. And you know, I, the other thing as well is I I'm massively influenced by people that I respect. So, you know, if I um. For example, like when when we were working together, um, Heather, I was always we, we talked about management and leadership. And not just like as a, you know, an aspiration or, or a goal yeah. as such, but just, you know, in general. How do I become a better leader? And and that's more around working with people, working with my customers. And so I I, I definitely, you know, look to other people and think, okay. And, and I remember we had that conversation around the management and leadership course that I that I completed. And I, you know, for me, it's always about, you know, bettering myself as a yeah. person and then obviously giving myself more tools in my toolbox so that, you know, whatever my next role is or, you know, whatever my next journey is that, you know, I'm you know i i've given myself those those tools to to help me succeed um in the next the next stage
0: it's it's great and that phrase like toolkit is is actually someone mentioned that to me on saturday as well it's something i works for me in terms of like maybe like physical or mental health so i'll have a toolkit of mm-hmm. you know different things like say even coming like on before this podcast you know i always like do a meditation i, I
1: still have your two minute medica- meditation which i love yeah it's it's great
0: that's my little toolkit for kind of getting my head in the game. But you're right, like there's a toolkit or a portfolio mm-hmm. that you can build for your, your work life as well in terms of those skills that you're accumulating. And you're really, you know, you're very valid as well to point out, Kara, that it's not just about courses. It is, of course, about mentors, right? About like the networks and the people around you that you can learn from. Yeah, too. yeah.
1: The course just facil- facilitate, I think, you know, what my goals are but ultimately they come from having conversations with other people or seeing how other people you know manage or lead and thinking okay you know this is something that you know has really impressed me I'd love to know more about this and I think that's what always kind of helps me to to get those kind of you know juices flowing like you know what do I want to do next so mentoring is huge for me. It's it's absolutely massive. I mean, I I go back to my Oracle days and, you know, I I had such a supportive manager in Oracle, um Janice and and she was, you know, probably one of the first kind of mentors that I would have had because again, I I was always so impressed with how she balanced and juggled everything that was going on and I learned a lot from her and and so I think that definitely opens up my eyes like that you know just watching people and particularly people you respect and and you deem successful yourself you know watching how they they operate asking questions like you know that's another thing if 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 I see somebody doing a great job I ask the questions you know how do you do it? Like, have you, have you a a secret recipe that you can share with me or?
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because I know we were kind of like just chatting about that before we clicked record. But like, when you see somebody doing it like a really good job, you can kind of go two ways, can't you? Like you can come in on yourself and get defensive and find a way to take them down. Or like what you're saying, Mm -hmm. you can look at them if, if, if as you said, someone that you respect or they're getting the results that you want and go, gosh, like, what, what are you doing there? Like, how did you get them to answer that phone call? And I've been trying. There's a degree of
1: humility in that, isn't there? Yeah. I, I think that's one thing that I've never kind of, like, suffered from is that I, I really, I, I mean, when I say I, I, I don't care what people think, I you know, that's not you know, completely true, but I kind of feel like I I want to know more, you know, I, I want to understand things. And again, I think that's why customer success was something that I kind of fell into because I, I, I want to understand, you know, what makes people work or what makes a business work, because once I have that knowledge, there's so much more you can do. So I think that exposing myself and, and you know, As you say, yeah, I I don't know how to do this, but can you tell me, can you show me, can you help me understand? Um, I know it's important and this is the reason I'm asking. Uh, and, And I think, you know, but again, Heather, I think that's very much so when you feel comfortable and supported. And all the people that I respect and, you know, I, I have so many of them to mention, but, you know, just I suppose using like you for an example, you know, I always felt so supported that I could ask you anything. And and I wanted to know, you know, how could I emulate you in, in this area? So anyone that I do ask a lot of questions, to, I always know that they're very open, you know, to that.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a great trait to have I think like the, the curiosity to like I always remember like someone saying that to me in a job like I'm not sure they meant to complimentary either
1: right like, you ask a lot of questions. Oh, always take the positive Heather always take the positive
0: um it was always like when people call me like a force of nature I'm like are you like comparing me to a hurricane yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure that's a compliment <laughs> either but
1: um, yeah, um yeah. I, I
0: do get what you're it, you're right, though. It is. It's the curiosity to ask a question and to like open yourself up to to kind of think. Oh, there could be a different way. But like to your point, it's like you don't have to. When you say Emily, I suppose it's like taking the ingredients, right? Like taking the stuff that like resonates with you and then making a carrot. Because yes. I I couldn't be you if I tried. So even though there's stuff that like no. I admire about you, I want Emily emulate those pieces and then bring them back and integrate them with me and my style
1: yeah yeah no definitely and I know like there's things like you know that that we definitely looked at like I used to just be in awe of your documentation skills do you remember I used to always say that to you like (laughs) Heather how do you like you were able to just pull up something so quickly and I remember we set up a call yeah And we went through it and and you showed me like how you did it and and i think we even like created like a you know the bones of a document together and like i've used that ever since like that to me is you know again it's just you know okay that makes heather successful in my eyes because you were able to like answer questions and and you you had it all there in front of you so Yeah, I think you're you're right. Like you're, it's just taking little pieces that you identify in other people.
0: It's bringing me back to kind of back to that concept of collective success. Like I always remember, like been told early on in my management career, like you want to build a team of people around you who are better than you at certain things, and it's so true because that is the definition of the team. It's more than the sum of its parts, and if everyone was exactly the same. It may amplify it for a short length of time, but I think long term, the impact of that team will be a lot less. And then it's to your point, you can lean into your team to help you shore up the pieces of your skills portfolio that maybe don't come to you as as, as naturally.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, you know, people are afraid of, oh, is this person going to show me up? Or do they know more than I know? Or, you know, I, I think that can be such a deterrent to you know to you because i i think that again going back to that like open piece and and being you know open about what what we don't know like we like there's always something that we don't know you could be in a a, a role a job you know for x amount of years and you're you're always learning you know new things um yes. so i think you have to be open i think the minute you become closed heather I think that's, you know, to me, you know, if I ever felt that I became kind of closed off, I think I would again have to look and think, okay, what do I need to change? You know, am I not happy? Is it, you know, why, why don't I, why don't I have that thirst for knowledge anymore? So yeah, it, it, we, you really have to be open. And I say that to my kids as well. I say, look, always ask the questions, you know, if there's something that, you're unsure of or or something you need to talk about like ask the questions Um, it's it's so important
0: no I love that colour and like it's genuine anyone listening like it's like don't be like you know don't feel fearful of that's a silly question or someone will judge you I, I always said to people if someone judges you for asking a question that says more about them than it does about you yeah because it's again another cliche but it's very genuine like there's no such thing as a stupid question um and i always love that yeah it's much rather someone say look i know you've gone through this three times but like i really don't get it because actually that used to tell me well i need to maybe look at how i'm explaining this because like maybe i'm like this, like I've given them a document, right, and and but like that person's a visual learner, so actually, I used to find it incredibly useful as a manager and leader because it helped me to continue to evolve,
1: yeah, yeah, I think you you just made a really valid point there, you know, if somebody's not getting something we'll have a look and see, well, you know, as you say, maybe it's the way it's being explained to them. So that's on me, right? But Heather, that's going back to that open piece that, you know, I just mentioned, like, I think to be a successful manager, um, you have to be able to think, okay, like, I loved the way you just thought about that straight away. Okay, if I've done this three times, maybe it's on me, you know, and, and being vulnerable enough to say, okay, maybe I'm doing something, you know wrong here so how do i change my approach and and i think you know these are you know all of the really important you know factors for me when it comes to working with people and, and becoming successful Um, is feeling that support it is and to
0: and... Uh, I really get such a strong team from our conversation today about the importance of, of support. And I know like you have done a lot of mentorship in, in your roles and you were always very like supportive, say of new people joining the team. And uh, as a manager, I was always really appreciated for that because something I really believe very strongly is you should reach back and pull, help the people coming behind you.
1: Yeah. Yeah when when i first started in hubspot i had an amazing mentor Kean. and i always thought you know he set me up for success in my role because i had never done customer success before right because when i was in oracle there wasn't really customer success you had like no, you know sales and right. yeah it just wasn't a thing so when I when I came to to HubSpot and, and it was funny it was Christian Kinnear who I worked with in Oracle you know I met him and um, before I started to work in HubSpot and and it was you know he said to me look I think you'd be great in customer success and I was thinking wow what's customer success you know straight home you know Googling looking it up <laughs> I kind of thought yeah actually you know I could really see myself here but so I was very vulnerable going in. To HubSpot because I hadn't done that role before. Um, and so for me, my first introduction is is with my mentor, Kean, and he was just incredible. Like, but for me, the most important thing was that he said exactly what you said, Heather. No such thing as a stupid question. If you don't understand it, tell me. Let me look at my approach you are good enough for this job. <laughs> you know, he, like times when I feel really vulnerable and he'd say, you are good enough. Look at how yeah. you, you know, um, learned this and, and look at how you performed here. And, and you know, look at how, you, how well you did, say, in your project or, you know, whatever it was. He would always bring it back to a success that I had. And I really felt like he set me up for success, both in a, you know, mental... And also, you know, my ability to, to do my job. And I often thought after that, I want, again, I go back to the whole thing. When I respect someone, I want to be that person. I want to be that mentor. I want to be, you know, whether it was formal or informal. So everybody that kind of came after on our team, I always reached out and had a coffee and was very honest and would say, look, it's tough. There's tough times. But you can do it and you'll enjoy it. So, yeah, I think mentoring, mentoring has the ability to make or break, I think, somebody when, you know, they first come into to a role. So it's always been something that I've been massively passionate about. And then going back, I suppose, to the training and developing course that I did because it was something that I, again, I wanted to kind of learn more about and understand more about that.
0: I love that because the kind of mentorship for you was like you said that sign of respect of like how you were treated and then you're supporting new people coming in. But you're right, like it required an openness on their part to to put their hand up to say I need some help or I'm struggling with this. You know. Uh, to finish on, like I this is something I ask to 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 every guest, but like, do you have? sort of a quote or a phrase or sort of like a you know a defining principle around success that you think will be useful for our listeners to hear about
1: yes I do and it's it's an oldie but a goodie and I say it's an oldie and he'd kill me for saying this but it's a it's a gym quote, so it's my dad's quote. Oh, come on, um, Jim! My dad <laughs> has the ability to, yeah, he's he's the ability to pull out these amazing quotes at just the right time. And um, he's a man of little words, so he he when he uh, comes out with something, we all just kind of stop and listen. But he always said when we were growing up, you know, when we were doing exams or getting our first job or in college, parenting, and um, he would always say. There is no such thing as failure, only results. And I always say that and I say it even to my kids. There's no such thing as failure, only results. And I think when I think about that, I have had situations in my life, there where I've made the wrong call. I've made the wrong decision. I've changed something. I've gone in and done something and realized a couple of months in that maybe this wasn't what I was expecting or maybe this wasn't you know the right decision at the time yeah but instead of looking at something like that as a failure um, I'm very much driven by okay I'll acknowledge it but what can I do now to not even rectify it, but what can I do now to change things but most importantly what did I learn and what do I yes. do the next time I'm faced with a scenario similar to this? So what do I do? Do I ask more questions around something, you know, a change that I'm thinking about? Make a list of what's important to me. Um, and is that part of the change? And if it's not, then, you know, it's a no-go. So it's always looking at the result. So, you know, what can I do so this doesn't happen again. Yeah,
0: I love that. So it's not, not necessarily that the result is, is success in that sense, but the result is a learning. The result is, you know, so, something to evolve the next time you do yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I think you're so right. Like rather than sometimes we can panic in those instances and double down on a bad decision, or we can feel very stuck, which is incredibly mm-hmm. disempowering. So I think what oh, you're... yeah yeah suggestion there is much better where you're like okay well acknowledge this is where we are and what can i do about this and now all of a sudden you have choices again
1: yeah and you know what sometimes i think you know be kind to yourself and allow yourself acknowledge that it's not working out you know that's important and allow yourself the time to kind of be a little annoyed with yourself or frustrated or whatever that might be but Give yourself a time and then move on. you a little know, tiny Give like, yourself that, that, <laughs> that little moment. Yeah, and I then just it. move on. Put a, Put time a pin in it. It. <laughs> Is that it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, look, I, I know you and I could probably chat for another for another two I know, hours, I was just but uh, that. thank thank you yeah, so much. Yeah. I mean, there's so much in there. I mean, I'm definitely like taking away like the importance of like the supports we build around ourselves been open you know asking questions and you know as always like you know uh, wear those wigs with pride so Uh,
1: absolutely I think you know what Heather if there is you know just to round it up and you look about the recipe for success what are the ingredients definitely what we said there openness empathy and determination you know um being open to learning um and being collaborative you know helping working supporting people and being supported so important
0: oh, amazing well thank you so much for supporting me in this new endeavor and I uh, imagine all. that our listeners have enjoyed this conversation as much as I did Cara you uh, t- again thank you so much for coming on recipes for
1: success thank you for inviting me I've thoroughly enjoyed it
0: If you've enjoyed this episode of Recipes for Success with me, Heather Thompson, I will be grateful if you can take a moment to rate, review and subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. I love reading your feedback and it will help others find us. Visit my website, thesuccesscoach.ie for more resources and information on how you can work with me for personalised career coaching. Remember to follow me on social media, at word on Instagram for updates, behind the scenes content and sneak peeks of upcoming podcast episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like me to cover, please feel free to reach out as I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you for listening and remember, your success story awaits.